You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, happy Monday to you. This Queen's birthday, 14th of June for 2021. It's five minutes past seven. Morning. Morning. How is everybody? Is anyone awake at the moment? Is anyone actually listening to us today? Are you awake out there? Oh, gosh. See, this is how we lose the following, okay? Let's not creep them out. We're jealous that you get to sleep in, but um, we don't want to freak them out just yet. Well, I am just hoping that the alarm has just gone off and you're ready to hear the next two hours just in the background. Even if you stay in bed, that's okay. I'm not going to, you know, come and wake you up. That's fine. I can guarantee we're not going to make that happen, guys. It's traumatizing stuff. Get into our brekkie banger, shouldn't we? I think it's a good idea. This is G Flip. Queen. G Flip for your Queen's birthday Monday. It is eight minutes past seven. We are into our weekend wrap. And I probably should add, on the topic of G Flip, across the weekend, changed her gender to non-binary because she yes. felt it more reflected her. So well done on her for being able to do something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's a new story, another new story to kick us off in our weekend wrap, of course. Being Queen's birthday, the Queen's birthday honours list has came out for another year. 1,190 Australians have been acknowledged, included in the list of 947 recipients. Awards in the General Division of the Order of Australia, 33 recipients awards of the Military Division of the Order of Australia, 139 other awards and 71 gallantry distinguished in conspicuous awards. So there's a massive list there. Peter Credlin, Angela Bishop, Chris Hemsworth, Neil Danaher, Amazing. to name a few people. Amazing to see it. And this year's list is particularly significant, Bianco, as it recorded the highest ever percentage of female recipients, a total of 44%, which is incredible to see. And obviously we know those numbers are only going to um, going to climb over the next few years. But also, just on Neil Danaher as well, remember today, get yourself a beanie or donate. Fight yeah. MND, an amazing cause, so definitely jump on that. Definitely. Um, but also, a little bit of news coming out of Friday night um, was the death of Jeffrey Edelson, passing away in his Melbourne apartment at the age of 78. Um, his ex-wives, Bryn Edelson and Gabby Greco, releasing statements. And we are, of course, thinking of his family and friends during this time. Bit of a shock for your Friday night. Yeah, unfortunately or fortunately, we just missed that on Friday to report to you, but it came out as we finished the show. And yeah, thoughts to those very close to him. Obviously, uh, an entrepreneur who did very well for himself over the years and was very well known for sort of being very out there when it came to what he yes. did. and was very good for the social pages, let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah, no, he, he made his contribution and he made his presence known, that's for sure. And we remember him. In some other news, of course, ScoMo, our Prime Minister, has jetted over to the UK, been involved, not as a key member of the no. G7, but external to that. Had his first meeting with Joe Biden, the new president. Well, he's not so new anymore, but the president of the United States, for the first time meeting person to person, was gate-crashed by the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Boris. Supposed to be a bit of one-on-one action between... Nah. The president, not the on Boris's watch. No, Boris had to come in. And speaking of Boris, ScoMo has jetted off to London to have further discussions with our friendly UK Prime Minister yeah. Bojo. Bojo, no honeymoon for Bojo. No, freshly married, not back into business. Um, hey, Bianca, on a bit of a tone shift, thousands of Victorians still remain without power after the deadly storm that came across the state last Wednesday. And, of course, we are thinking of everyone affected by this. It's the last thing we needed to happen in this mm. state at the moment. But hopefully everyone will be back in their properties soon. And, you know, remember there are grants available as well for property damage. Yeah, definitely. Thoughts to all of our mates in Gippsland and also on the south of the border in New South mm-hmm. Wales as well, also affected by that weather. Well, that's the end of the weekend wrap. I couldn't believe this when I read this. We love an aspiring politician out there, oh. somebody who wants to be a politician that's running to, you know, I don't know, represent their people, so to speak. Anyway, a sheriff, Benilo County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez III. I think it might be Manuel, but yes. I prefer Manuel. He is bidding to become the mayor of Albuquerque in New Mexico. Hey, that's where High School Musical was set. That's an iconic town. Anyway, he's wanting to become the mayor of Albuquerque in New Mexico. 
And he has tried really hard at his most recent rally. To get everyone together, 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 everyone. No. Breaking free? If you had have done that, that would have started with a ruined vibe. But if it couldn't get any worse, if that happened, it could. Soaring flying. Of some sorts. Oh, no. It's soaring, it's flying. There's no star in heaven that it can't reach. Well, I don't think it could really reach heaven, unfortunately. Well, if a drone could, then, then maybe. But it was what the drone had attached to it. It's kind of off-putting. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Something that's in the bedroom for... Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... On a drone? Yeah. What? Something that you find in the bedroom when, you know, some activities might occur. What is Troy Bolton doing over there? He's dangling something. Something was hanging from this drone to distract the the, the possible incoming mayor. Yes. I didn't realize that drones could like hold. Well, apparently weight. they can. Wow. I mean, this thing wouldn't have been very heavy, mind you. Yeah, but still. I don't know. I didn't actually get a real visual. I wasn't sure what size it was. But isn't it if it's like the tiniest gust of wind on a drone, like all the calibrations off? Imagine how like distressed that little iPad would have been. I think it depends on the actual size of the drone. This drone was able to hold this thing, so it was flying around as the mayor was, well, potential mayor was laying out his speech and what he was mm-hmm. there for, and he just couldn't keep going on and on and on because he had this object attached to the drone flying all around the stage where he was trying to give a speech. That is incredible. Whose idea was that? And what a flex that would be amongst your mates. It was a 20-year-old person. They eventually got caught. The drone hit the floor. But then they just to resort to violence. Oh, okay. See, that's not how they do it in high never, school musical. Never they do dance battles, but they don't do punchy punchy, and that's not good. We're all in this together. Oh, I will punched. punch you in the face, and I mean it. I didn't realize that was how it went. Yeah, that, that's the new version, apparently. Oh, thanks for sharing. Well, there you go. That's anyway, quite the rally. I'd love to know if you've ever been in the crowd where a politician has had an unfortunate mishap or anybody's had an unfortunate mishap. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a politician, maybe an aspiring politician, maybe somebody who represented an organisation and they thought they were doing the right thing. Next thing you know, distracted by a... Flying... That's a different type of UFO. A flying Johnson. Whoa. Of some sorts. You don't say that. An artificial Johnson. You've got to take politics seriously. Can I say that? No. I just did. It's 20 minutes past seven. We are asking the question this morning on 0404 What went wrong on your first day? Now, this could be first day at school. This could be first day at a job, first day at uni. Because I can guarantee you, Bayside, nothing is really going to top the story that I have prepared for you. What? You're telling me my story of getting sacked from a fish and ship shop after one shift? That can't top this story? Look, I mean, not being available for Good Friday is a funny story. However... <laughs> It's not as dramatic as this one. You've heard it enough times. Now, a man on his first day of the job had to do a routine drug test. Obviously for work, (laughs) they're going to have to do it a lot on site. And apparently he failed. The reason being was because he had eaten four slices of poppy seed bread. Sorry? Now, the man's shock sister brought this to social media to give it as a warning. So her brother had been to her house and she had a loaf of his favourite bread. And he said, can I steal a few pieces? Starting a new job tomorrow. I'll have two pieces on toast tonight. Make the rest for a sandwich tomorrow. She said, fine. So he took the four pieces of bread. Now, he has then decided he loves that bread so much, he couldn't wait till lunch, ate all four pieces and gone to work and had the drug test. Where it was identified, Bianco, that he had opium in his system. Even though he had not consumed any medication at all. This guy doesn't take painkillers for headaches or anything. So you could imagine his surprise and how awkward it would have been on your first day to fail a routine drug test when you legitimately haven't had anything. So he was dismissed from the job. 
And he said, they're like, what have you eaten? He said, bread. And they said, okay, champ, like a likely story. (laughs) He's gone home and his sister's done some research. And it appears that the bread was in fact the cause. According to medical journals, this type of bread and other foods can have this result where it apparently the seeds, even though they actually are washed out and stuff and then baked through, it still comes from the same plant as opium. Meaning that every once in a while, if it's not baked out correctly, it will just flag a little something in your drug test. So this guy's then gone back to his job and said, guys, I've got medical testing. It was the four slices of poppy seed bread that's done this to me. Can I have my job back? And they said, we don't know what sort of bread you're eating, but we don't want it in our workshop, so you're out. Oh, that's harsh. You know what, though? Part of you inside, on the inside, I reckon this guy on the inside was kind of like, oh, I've failed a drug test. (laughs) From eating four slices of bread. (laughs) Guess what, guys? I failed a drug test. (laughs) I just think it's so incredible because this must have happened to other people as well. Don't take use this as an excuse, guys. Just using this as a disclaimer. You can't now just start going around being like, oh, yeah, I had some bread. No. Well. There's medical science in this and it's very rare that this actually happens. Have you heard as well? I've heard this. If you have an up and go before you do a breath test, it comes up as you've consumed alcohol. Really? Yeah. I I it up and go all the time. Something to do with the preservatives. If you have... What? Yeah. People, I've heard, it's fact, it's known that if you've consumed an up and go and, you know, you haven't had any alcohol, because they share similar preservatives, it can show up as a reading on the breath area if you have to get breath tested. Imagine when I first got my license and I was having an up and go every morning. Imagine if I got breath tested. They would have been like, so what did you have? And they'd be playing the Jeopardy music. I would have been so confused. <laughs> the more you know. There you go. Poppy seed bread and up and goes. <laughs> We're just... Really putting the go in up and go. We're just waiting the impending result. Will Catherine Powell come back positive? Oh, we've got it in. Rebel! Wow. Well, there you go, guys. 0404000736. What did your first day look like? How did it go badly? But more importantly now, you've really piqued my interest there, Bianca. Have you had an up and go and then got breath tested? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure wow. people have. I remember when my mates were getting their license because they did. Whoa, jeez, that Jeopardy's coming back. What? <laughs> they got their license. It happened a couple of times. And they just said, have you consumed anything? Yeah, an up and go. In italics, up and go. <laughs> okay. Didn't hear that part. Hey, I had a rideshare experience across the weekend. Another one. Another one. Now that, you know, well, I mean, we could always use rideshares anyway if you had a legitimate reason to go from A to B. But this one was rather interesting, actually, because I've shared before, I like to converse with my rideshare drivers when the opportunity arises. Unfortunately for them. Well, see, I was going out on Saturday night to have a few Shirley Temples with some friends across the weekend. You know, because that's what the cool kids do. Anyway. Drinking your Aperols, I saw. Yeah, sure. Anyway, we're out. or I'm out. I'm in my rideshare and the polite person picks me up. I'm sitting in the back. Didn't really feel up to conversing. I just wanted to get to my location Anyway, they start sort of a conversation, conversing and talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, not too bad, thanks. You know, the has he not been busy? The old cliche. Yeah. What time do you finish <laughs> is a standard from me. Has, has Big night been, ahead of you. Yeah. Has it been the last couple of weeks for you in lockdown? Yeah. Holding up okay in this crazy weather. Melbourne, mm. am I right? So do you just drive rideshare cars? <laughs> do you actually say that? yeah. Sometimes There's nothing wrong with that for starters. No, but it's nice to hear whether or not people do things outside of driving ride chess because some people just do it as a bit of fun on the mm-hmm. weekends because they can. They've got their vehicle yeah. to do so. So anyway, I was conversing with this guy, the driver of this rideshare car, and he said, 
have you always lived where I picked you up from? Okay. <laughs> it's an intriguing first question to ask me. I'm like, well, as far as I remember, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not going to reveal whether or not I actually live there or not. But yes, I, I have been here before. I have been picked up from here before. He's like, oh, because I think I picked you up pre-COVID. Okay, so you're memorable. That's either a good thing or a very, very bad thing. Well, I didn't know what to think. I was like, yeah. I don't know if it's because I, we had a great conversation. Maybe we had a disagreement. Maybe I was wearing a, I was hungover or something. I don't know because I'm in various different states when I get into rideshare cars. I don't know about you. Sometimes I do want to converse. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I fall asleep. What? Well, it happens. If it's a long ride... No wonder they remember you. Yeah, I'd probably snore <laughs> so they so actually loud. have to wake you up? I've never had to be woken up. No, I've just kind of... They're probably looking in the review and they're like, oh, God, here we go, another snoozer. Well, I don't have a bad rating. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. Get that. Get to. Come on, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I almost got to my destination, you've reached your destination, as the GPS generally says. I was about to get out, and he says, Oh, so good to see you again, Carl. Hopefully, it's not the last time. The reason I remembered you and your location is because you have such a high rating, and you have such intelligent conversations. Is it the same guy that we work with, Jack? What? I know. I was blown away too. How could somebody accuse me of having intelligent conversations? That is a very good... I think he's got a bit of a crush on you. (sighs) Happens to know where you live or No, he had a partner, so it's all good. For now. That's fine. No, no. Look, I'm sorry, but I'm not getting romantic or intimate with any rideshare partners. I'm just putting it out there. That is not my game. That would be a great reality show. Speed dating in a car. <laughs> no one take that. I'm pitching that. My life starts today. It's already happened. No. Nah. That's sorry. incredible. Well, that's a really lovely compliment. At least he remembered you for that because if that were me, I'd be very concerned why they would remember me. Hey, I just had an idea. I feel like we should create a television show where you get in a um, ride. No, this there. is a solo venture, thank you. No, no, no. I a want to solo. collab on this. No, nope, I've already because I've already got it worked out. Welcome to this week's edition of Rideshare Romance. Okay, my title was way better. What was yours? What was it? Speed dating. Life of the fast lane. Fast lane. Fast lane. Solo venture, thank you. You can take yours to like, I don't know, like the, you know how social media are doing TV shows now or attempting? That can be you. I'm going straight to Netflix. Will they find their romantic partner? Will they put, um, will they slam the brakes on? Will they go, go, go? There's only green lights in this show. Right, self, thank you. Don't even compete. Or will they find themselves unable to parallel a line? Get out. Who invited you to this writer's meeting? Get out. Go have some more intelligent conversations. It's Carl and Catherine here for your Monday on Southern FM. Hey, guys. I'm back in the retail game. Um, it was two weeks off. Shock. Horror. I'm back in. And um, can I just say, I had so many photos taken of me over the weekend. Oh, I'm all quite right. the star at that place now. And the reason I soon found out why was people still don't know how to do QR codes. So I like we obviously, like most stores now, have the QR codes right out the front. You have to scan in before you come in. Every place does. You must do it. Mm. People are still like doing it from the wide angle. So like I'll be walking past and they've got their flashes on as well. So it's like full-fledged paparazzi moment. And so I could just be talking to someone. All of a sudden, there's a photo. And then they would come over to you. Like, the customers come over and they're like, I've got a photo of you on my phone now. How did I look? Oh, freezed at the wrong point. And I did say to them politely, if you've got a photo of me on your phone, you haven't checked in correctly. (laughs) Like. Yeah, but they're concerned. They want you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. (gasps) 
That's so hurtful, but, but so true. funny at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite the bizarre situation. And so everyone's got their phones out at all times. And you just hear, it's either that or they've got their phone on loud. And so you hear the actual camera shutter sound. And you're like, I love my fans. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Um, really, really appreciate it. But yeah, I really am starting to feel like at work now, I really have to up my makeup game. Because if this is going to continue to happen, I don't want someone to have a real terrible photo of me somewhere that it can just jump out at any time. No, you wouldn't want that. Mm -mm. That would be bad. Very, very bad. Very, very, very bad. But the other problem I have found with the QR codes um, is I was just chilling at the counter doing my thing. And all of a sudden this lady just comes in, like literally hadn't even been into the store and just starts shouting at me like yelling aggressively at me. And I had to say to her, I'm like, with all due respect, can I ask why you're yelling at me? And she goes, some stores aren't doing pen and paper. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, you know, it is tricky. Like sometimes, you know, you just have to rely on the good old-fashioned pen and paper, ha-ha. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm coming into your store to sign into all the places that I've been then. So we're still trying to figure it out. That's poor. But yeah, this is just a little PSA to everyone involved. Um, first of all, please offer pen and paper so I don't get screamed at. And second of all, QR code, protocol, very simple. Open your camera or yep. your app because, you know, yep. some companies aren't as advanced as the iPhone. Just open your phone. Um, and then you just put it up real close. Little link will come up. You click that. You're on your way. Do you recall what we said on Friday in the lead up to the weekend when we were leaving? What did we say? We came up with a motto. <gasps> we did. QR up. QR up. QR up. And I did some brainstorming on the weekend. Yep. I think the Victorian government should employ us. Well, employ me. I thi- oh, okay. Well, both oh, of I'll us. be too busy with Netflix, you know, with the speed dating <laughs> thing anyway. No, no, so. I, but both of us. Pretty I'll include busy both of us. schedule, yeah. Because my cr- creative senses have been brewing. Okay. And I've created a bit of a jingle for <gasps> us. Go on then. A bit of a jingle of, on of, of what you need to do. Drop it right? like it's hot. This is a really familiar song and I feel like you will get around it when you hear it. Ready? Yeah. You are up. You are up. You are up. I like it. You are up. You are up. QR up. Well, I think in that we need to say you've got to get up close and QR up. No more taking photos of me. I start to feel, I'm starting to feel like a Kardashian now. I just don't know where Yeah, but then the chorus comes in. Can you squeeze it? Can you see what? it? Can you squeeze it? Squeeze the little icon into the frame. Squeeze. Okay. No? All right. It's like, you know, get down low and go, go, go. Get up close and... Stop taking pictures of me. So we'll go back to the drawing board with that one. But QO up, like QR that. up. You know what? I think fr- by Friday, we have the full jingle. And we and, are. And we will sell it to the government. Brett Sutton, can we get him on the phone? <gasps> hey, Brett, Brett is always Sutsy. welcome on this show. No. Don't you dare call him Sutsy. <laughs> James Molino. Dan. <gasps> Speaking of, Dan, video message. He's coming back. Well, should we give him a. Okay. By the time. With a new song? Okay. By the time Dan Andrews is back in office. We're going to have a jingle and a full-fledged pitch ready to go. Because that is very good by you. Oh, that's a big call. I think we need to. We, we could go to Officeworks and get like big printouts and present. Jack can organise all that boring stuff. Yeah, maybe. I don't know about that. I've been that. watching a lot of Celebrity Apprentice. I'm ready. Did you hear as well that the government's also got a theme lined up for when Dan comes back? Really? Yeah, have a listen. na 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 Dan Andrews is back. Andrews is back. Dan Andrews is back. Nah, QR eh, code worked better, QR I think. Up. This is Chet Faker. Feel good for your Monday. I saw a remarkable thing across the weekend. Remarkable? It was pretty remarkable. It was a big sort of statement of sorts. So, one of the greatest operatic singers of all time, Andre Bocelli. Yes. Anytime he's called upon to sing at an event, you just lose yourself. What? You just, you get involved emotionally with the voice. Well, I mean, I do anyway. It's just, I don't know what it is. Every time Carl sings, he's in perform, Carl has to have a name tag on just to remember who he is afterwards. I, do you know what? I almost Hi, I'm do. Carl? <laughs> I'm Carl. Yeah. It happens. But anyway... The last time he performed... It was with Ed Sheeran. 
Well, there was that. But the last sporting event I remember him performing at like this, in this kind of nature, was when Leicester City won the championship in the English Premier League in soccer years ago when they were unexpected to and they had an Italian manager. I think it was Claudio Ranieri. And Andre Pacelli, to celebrate the occasion and the fact they were going to lift up some silverware, sung a beautiful song. Anyway, just when I thought he wouldn't do it again, I thought Andre might be just, you know, reserving himself, reserving his voice for when he can tour again, you know, because we've had, obviously, the circumstances we found ourselves in the last 12, 24 months. And... As a result of this, this tournament that he has performed at across the weekend was the postponed to this year, the 2020 Euros. Anyway, he's come out, and I, I believe this might be one of his greatest performances of all time. Do you want to have a listen? Go on. Listen to the Oh, no. Let, him, let the music speak for itself. Imagine being able to do this. Just click of a finger. Has the crowd interaction? I wish we had that. Hey, you've got a scarf on today. You're halfway there. I wasn't going to bring that up. So you get the picture. Yep. I just thought we all need to just take a moment to appreciate good stuff when it's there. And that's why I played that for you this morning. Well, I'm sure he would appreciate that. So thank you yeah, to both all... of you, actually. What a collaboration. <laughs> no, it wasn't a collaboration. It was just a... Pacelli and Bianco coming soon. <laughs> Can we make that happen? No, it no. would never happen. No, no, no. We wouldn't punish him like that. I'm ne- not that good either. I'm not an operatic singer. I wouldn't even try myself. Oh, you do try. <laughs> Wow. Jack and I have um have had little snippets. Mm. And um you know what? You got to start somewhere. You know that I was in the choir back in the day. So was I. But were you in the all-star choir because um I got roped into that? No, no. We weren't subjected to particular areas like all-star, not so all-star, uh, intermediate uh, or anything like that. Uh, so you weren't an all-star. It was a collective thing. And I actually went on the tour. The music tour. With my school, I did. What was your big song? I only did it for like. Man three. in the Mirror. Really? Yep. Man in the Mirror. Wow. And when push came to shove, and we were performing to local schools in the Gippsland area, this was. Oh, a long time you ago. really did go we on tour. We actually did. I'm, te- I'm not joking about oh this. Oh my gosh. Here you are thinking that I was joking. No, I wasn't joking. We went on a tour of Gippsland. Oh my gosh, you're like pitch perfect. I had a solo. Oh my gosh. But guess what I did? On one occasion. Butchered it. I missed my cue. <laughs> they had to loop the chorus again. <laughs> Here I was and I, was, I got distracted or something. And then I had the foulest look given to me by the conductor. the conductor. She was looking at me like, and it was going. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to go in then. And she was like. I've been a victim of... Well, would you like to sing sing us out to the news No, Andrea is going to. Oh, okay. Now, we hear the stories of having a whale of a time. It's a bit of an over-exaggeration. Just a little bit. But not on this occasion. Oh. I know your interest radar is going... Beep, 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 beep. Like, I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. It's just doing beep at the moment. I've got but, a news um... flash for you, though, off the back of that beep, 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 beep. Michael Packard is a man, <laughs> and he was diving off the coast of Provincetown in Massachusetts on Friday when he got himself in a bit of a pickle. Oh, really? Oh, and it wasn't a big, a bit of a pickle. It was a big pickle. 
a very large pickle. Okay. Not food related. Well, kind of. He was consumed as food. I did see this. Whoa. What did you? The? Yeah. yeah. Yep. What so the? basically, he is a lobster diver. He goes diving to catch lobsters so that people can consume him. And we thank him for that because it is a very niche sort of job and he does that job. Anyway, whilst he was doing that job, he got swallowed. Yeah. By a whale. Imagine how awkward it would be just being in there, just chilling. Oh, very awkward. But I actually found some live audio of when he was swallowed by the whale. Would you like to have a listen to how it went down? Please. I can't believe they've actually managed to undig this because it's hard to get audio in water. Imagine the acoustics in that whale. Have a little listen. We're in a whale. Don't you get it? It's a whale. A whale. He seems pretty frustrated. Oh, yeah. Very frustrated. And that was the um, the whale's spleen talking to him then. It wasn't more than one person in the whale. So eventually, because he didn't get fully swallowed by the whale, it was just in the digestion yeah. area, around the sort of throat, sort of mouth. Initial stages of the digestion track. Yeah. yeah. Which was good for him because if he was any deeper, he... He'd be a goner. When he did finally get out, arise, there was television reporters everywhere. But how did they know? Because they'd been tipped off. There was like a full search Wait. for where he oh, was. Okay, so he was gone for a while. Yeah, that, they almost read him off. And then all of a sudden, he presented them with this. <laughs> We're alive! Who knew that humans could talk whale? Wow. Amazing. No, wow. That was actually from Finding Nemo. But he did talk. You want to hear what he said? Yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, this is it. This is... I finally... I'm going to die. That's amazing how much he actually sounded like Nemo's dad. I thought he was going to say, this is home now. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. Wow, that is that is a story that like if he goes to a party from now on, that story's not going to get topped. No, oh no! Imagine that two truths and one lie. Oh, I got eaten by a whale. I fish for weird objects most days, aka lobster, rock lobster. That's a good one. Mm, thank you. Very good by you. I once got squashed by a sardine. Okay. And I got swallowed by a whale. I mean, if you look at it, two truths, one lie, which one are you going to believe? I would say um, he dated the Little Mermaid would be another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fish puns, fish jokes. What would you come to the table with if you actually did find yourself in a whale of a situation like this mm-hmm. and you ended up presenting your story to somebody years to come? Yeah. Oh, remember that time I got swallowed by a whale? Imagine that. Yeah. I don't think Kmart would have much furniture if you lived in a whale. Really? Yeah. That's where you're going to take that? Yeah. But what confuses me, I thought that whales don't have, like, because it wasn't a killer whale, obviously. But Well, whales, he survived, so no. Um, whales have, remember, they've got that, like, you know, it's it's not teeth, it's something else. So he's gone through the bristles. I learned that on Nemo. What is it called? It's called being swallowed by a large no, thing. No, hang on. Please hold. Oh, okay. No worries. I will hold. Whale teeth. If you Ooh. know the answer, 0404000736. Baleen. Sorry? It's hairy fringes are called baleen hair or whalebone hair. They are also called baleen bristles. Highly calcified with calcification functioning too. It's to get all the um, krill through. It's like walking through like a streamers, but like harsher or a toilet brush. I don't know. Yeah, whales don't have teeth unless they're killer. Thank you. For that, that was really good by you, actually. Thank you. This is Bruno Mars, Locked Out of Heaven. Have you ever been stuck in something and how'd you come out of it? Let us know. It's Carl and Catherine here for you Monday. Maybe it was a whale. I wouldn't have thought so. We are here for your Monday morning Whatever you may be doing, you might be on your leisurely stroll for the day, 
You could be just getting up for the day. You could be getting a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that, mm, which is exactly what happened, Bianco, to a lady on social media during the week who has gone mega, mega viral after taking a DNA test. So thank you for that lead in. Um, This woman took a DNA test 20 years ago and then was contacted mysteriously just one week, you know, just going about her everyday business Mm. from a woman who said, hey, 20 years older than you. Um, It appears that we are an identical DNA match. Um, I was just wondering, I need, like, obviously for medical stuff, she may need a donor for something. Can we have a chat? Okay. This woman goes, bit weird. Anyway, decides to have a bit of a chat. And anyway, the lady had reached out and it turns out that the reason why they had similar DNA was because this woman was her half-sister. Okay. Well, that would make sense. So once she found this out, this girl took to social media and said, hey, um, found out that I've got a half-sister. Obviously, my dad had an affair at some point within my parents' marriage. This is what's happened. Now, the plot thickens. If you think that's dramatic, just you wait. Because a reality TV program got involved and messaged her and said, hey, we think we could dig a bit deeper. We think there's a bit more to this story. We've done a little bit of research. Are you interested in our findings? And this girl goes, yeah, I want to be on reality TV. This sounds fantastic. Goes to her mum and just says, hey, just letting you know that I'm going to be on reality TV. We're going to be looking into this whole thing with the DNA because it's really weird. I want to catch dad out. And the mum goes a little bit white, looks a little bit stressed. And she goes, what do you mean reality TV? And the daughter goes, yeah, you know, because dad obviously had an affair. We want to look into this, like expose him, blah, blah, blah. And then the mum goes, no, it wasn't your father. It was me. Your dad isn't your dad. Remember that uncle that you see every once in a while? Oh, t- I slept oh, no. with your dad's brother one time and he is actually your dad. I never told your dad. Well, that makes the old how's your father question a bit awkward. Yeah. It's almost like Mamma Mia, but like sibling version. It's so bizarre. And this woman goes... Hang on a second. So my reality TV dream's gone up in flames. But also, what the actual? Thanks, mum. And so then she was in this awkward situation where she had to then tell the producers she wasn't interested purely to save her mum. So she decided just to go on TikTok instead and go mega viral. Got a bit of money out of that. That would make a good TV show, actually. Yeah. You know what I reckon it could be called? Perfect match. Just because. Really. Can you imagine? Like, I... Oh, I can imagine. It happens more often than you think. How random. But the fact it's your uncle. And then, obviously, then she had to then have a discussion with her Well, hang on, hang on a second. I just thought, do you not mean uncle as in mum's brother? No, the dad's brother. Uh, thank you. No, not like that. <sighs> That'd be a whole other story. Oh, I watched something, Jerry Springer, the other day. Is it Jerry Springer? Yeah, it is. Is that still on? Jerry, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. It just popped up. See, I've become a serial video watcher on the socials these days. Yeah. One after another, they just sort of free flow. And I'm like, oh, do I want to watch that? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Even if I've watched it 100,000 times. Yeah. I just can't help myself. Anyway, on this one, it was rather interesting because a guy's half-sister slept with him and got her mm-hmm. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in a plot twist, in typical Jerry Springer fashion, if you haven't watched the story, it's very controversial. His brother, who was adopted, is now in a relationship with his half-sister that he got pregnant. Yeah. Anyway. This is amazing. I was in a meeting with someone once who just like happened to reveal that her mum was dating a guy for like 15 years and he was very much like a father figure to her, lived in the same household. He had a son. Her mum and her partner broke up, so she started dating her half-brother and did for 15 years as well. I just, it doesn't sit well with me in that, you know, even if you're not blood-related, I, no, I don't think you, it should be done. 
To each their own. But yeah, in this situation, dad is not the father. It's actually his brother. Again, it changes Max. the changes the meaning of hello, mother. Hello, father. Hello, real father. <laughs> Don't touch my mother. I'm going to leave that right there. We've heard of schooling. Schooling somebody, getting educated. Well, a mother has schooled her child's school. Oh. In a shock revelation, as a result, she was arrested for it. It's quite an ordeal, really. She's 30 years of age. Her child is 13. She went to her school, Mm -hmm. which was the public school that her child went to. Yep. Dressed up like a kid. Hit her face. Of course, they're wearing face masks, doing the right thing in the United mm-hmm. States. There's particular security protocols when you do enter a school. Yes. But you can hack them. You can get through them. There are ways of going yeah. about it where you can get through unscathed. Well, this is what this mother did. Well, you look at 21 Jump Street. They got through. Different. Very, very different. This is a 30-year-old posing as a 13-year-old. So she has dressed up like her daughter... Worn a face mask, mm-hmm. memorized all the digits so that when she's quizzed on things, she knows exactly what, what she has to respond with. Attended, I think it was basically three quarters of the day of all of her classes, just did what she was asked, and then people started to get a little sus. Yeah. Because she wasn't talking much. And the dead giveaway was when she went to lunch and she took her face mask off and it was quite clear that she wasn't her 13-year-old daughter. Did we know what the motive was? The motive was because she wanted to test whether or not she could get away with. What? Yeah. So she took her kid out of school for a day. Yeah, because she was concerned for it. She was concerned for her child's safety. Oh, okay. Mm. So it was sort of like an undercover mission. She wanted to prove the point okay. that by doing this, yeah, then she... others could do it. Because <gasps> wow. that's how easy it is yeah, to, to get, get through. To get through, given the. Yeah. Yeah. The way the system works over in America. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, as a result, she was arrested because you can't impersonate somebody. No. That's dead giveaway. It's a crime. But at the same time, she raised some concerns for a lot of people that a 30-year-old oh, yeah. could pose as a 13-year-old and get away with it in a high school. Yeah. Or what do they call it? Junior high. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, in Greece, when like half the cast were over 30. And they were playing 16 Can I just say, right, you're giving me all these examples from these movies where older people played younger people. Not valid. It is valid. It is not. It is so valid. No, because that's staged. It's, it's fake. It's like Glee. Fake news. Oh, now that's not valid. Not anymore. Anyway, I'd love to know, wow. maybe you've done the same. Maybe you've impersonated some. When I was younger. Oh, here we go. I'll put it out here, out there. I, I love radio. Okay, I put it on the record before, I am a radio nerd. Mm-hmm. And it, that's it, kind of why you find me on the airwaves today. Oh, I thought it was you. because we were friends. Well, I mean, there's a bit of that involved, you know. How's your father? <laughs> Larry's really good, thanks for asking. That's good, good on you, Laz. Your day's going as well as Catherine's. Anyway, I used to call a particular radio station up back in the day, and poses my mum. What? Yep. Yeah, I impersonated mum. Because I what? sort of... When so I you didn't to... want to just say... Because, like, I would argue, particularly if it's a station, I'm pretty sure I know you're talking about. No, no, this was different. This was different. These were other moments where I used to... Yeah. But wouldn't you get more airtime if they knew that a younger person was listening? Well, see, the thing is, I wanted to win... The quizzes, so I'd call up for the quizzes. This was a particular kind of quiz. It was very niche. Oh. I'll explain it to you off air, but I'm just... You say, hi, it's Helen. I actually would. That's exactly right. Because when people used to call home, this is pre-puberty, Carl. (laughs) I was going to say, it'd be very weird if it was post-puberty, Carl. Hi, my name's Helen. (laughs) That's not how my mum speaks. Thankfully, mum's not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I got myself into trouble because, sure enough, I won a prize once as Helen, and then they realised that Mum sounded differently. Oh no! Anyway, talk about impersonating. Long story short, just do not do it at all. It doesn't go down well. No. But I'd love to know if you have done it. 
This is Vance Joy. I'm <laughs> learning so much more about you today. When did the joke backfire? Many times. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. Um, a woman um, did a bit of a lol, a bit of a funny, um, at her university graduation, which obviously at the moment is online, where she was asked to fill in all the paperwork prior and had to, you know, do a bit about herself, what degree she did, yeah. where she wants to go in life. Yep. And then at the very end of the document, it asked for her to attach an image of herself, which they did specify at the time. They didn't think it was going to be used. So she thought, you know what, this is my last time to make a bit of a prank at the university. Going to um, put a picture of me with no makeup on, sitting on the toilet. And um, little did she know that they actually changed their mind on the photo. And so obviously because they couldn't physically be there for the presentation. Yeah. They put up the students' images as they announced everybody graduating. Mm. So everyone else had these beautiful, fully made-up pictures and, like, they'd had proper photo shoots, college pictures, and then there she is with her face all screwed up. Sitting on the toilet. Messy bun sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. Her family, obviously, were tuning in from another state. Extended family and friends also on the link. And um, she regretted it big time. Well, you would, wouldn't you? To be fair, though, we don't usually have a say in these photos when presentations are made in yeah. schools and stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but at my valedictory dinner, mm-hmm. that photo came on the screen of the early Carl and the older Carl. Oh, okay. And in my first year of high school, we didn't wear our blazers. So the first shot they had of me in my blazer was from year eight. Okay. And year eight, Carl had Beeb's hair, glasses that looked like they were worn by Moaning Myrtle from <laughs> Harry Potter, and a tie that was done so tightly, yep. you may as well have not been wearing a tie. Oh, there's no such thing as a good school photo. But that was my year eight yeah. photo, right? They used my year eight photo, which I deemed as my worst mm-hmm. of my whole high school journey. Yeah. And then they used my year 12 photo because they wouldn't use the year 7 photos. Because there was they no blazer. There was no blazer. Wow. See, my school couldn't even do that for valedictory because um, we did a time capsule in year 7. And they said, when you finish school, you'll get them and it'll be really nice to look back. We had to write like a letter to ourselves and everything. They lost them. What? They, said, they came in. They said, hey, guys. So, um, if you were in year 7 A and B... We've got your time capsules. Everyone up to F. Missing, sorry. No time capsule for you. But that being said, though, I did make up for it in my university graduation for my undergrad. I had to um play the actual chancellor of the university in the rehearsal. Boring. And um, in front of everyone, I had to go up. And obviously, they had cameras because they were filming. My parents were so embarrassed. And I had to play the chancellor and shake hands with everybody. So I redeemed myself. Sounds like a fun time. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you might progress to be a chancellor someday? Um, no, actually, there was a lot of responsibility. And like in this COVID climate too, you can't really shake hands. So like, you no. know, and it was pretty underwhelming then when I actually got my degree because I'd been the chancellor and then I had to shake the chancellor's hand, you know, fall from grace. Speaking of joking, a mate of mine was with one of his colleagues and this colleague knew that somebody from his past was going to be in the same building at the same time that he was mm-hmm. or ha- had the potential of being in the building at the yeah. same time. And he, he was talking to my mate and my mate said, oh, why don't you want to see this person? What'd you do? Have a kid with them or something? <laughs> Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a joke in the end. I'll put it that way. Reunions are beautiful, aren't they? Oh, just a wonderful thing. This is Ali Goulding. Goodness gracious, it's a quarter to nine for your Monday. This guy has decided to fake faint at work and create a scene. We love Do you a want fake to try fainting. and say that any quicker? Fake, fake faint. Fake faint. He fake fainted, collapsed oh, no. at work. And he must have rehearsed this because he did it so well that everybody believed he had fainted. Well, why would you think that a grown man was fake fainting? You know what I mean? Like you would just assume he fainted. Well, I mean, there is 
a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And mm-hmm. in general, you probably shouldn't do it because yeah. if you fake it, you end up being the boy who cried wolf if you yeah, do it enough exactly. times. And we don't like that. No. If you haven't read the book or the story, just read it. It's pretty dark, that story. <laughs> mm. Basically, when you find yourself in trouble and you've faked trouble enough times, it could come back to bite you. Literally, in that case. Fortunately, it hasn't come back to bite this person because they still have their job, even though they fake fainted. The reason they wanted to fake faint is so that they could get on the sesh with their mates. Oh. I mean, look, it happens. Or, I'm feeling a bit funky. I think I might go home. Yeah. no, not great. I think I've done a really bad injury or something. Happens at the best of times or at the worst of times. Yeah. I would like to know why he chose fainting. Because I would say that that's probably the hardest to pull off. I would say as well. Like, why don't you just say you got a migraine or something? Well, you'd think that would be the logical... Which, by the way, when I call in sick to work saying I've got a migraine, I've got a migraine. I just want to put that out there. That sounds a bit questionable. I'm going to think otherwise from now on. Yeah. So, anyway, I'd love to know if you've ever faked it and gotten away with it. Because this guy got away with it for 18 months. That story, everyone believed he had genuinely fallen. Yeah. Did the smart thing, didn't post anything on social media that he was just actually going out with mates, which is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have to low-key tell everybody, don't tag me and things. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you. I sometimes, when I don't want to go out on the weekend, say that I fell asleep. I've actually gotten that excuse from you before. And can I tell you, not believable at all. (laughs) You haven't got that from me before. Have Have you? May have had something to do with um, our producer's birthday, Bianca, if I remember correctly. Oh, that, no, but that time I genuinely did fall asleep. Keep digging that hole. I'm talking about another person's birthday. That Jack, wasn't... would you like to jump on the mic? No. <laughs> You've just crushed him. No. Okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry for faking it, okay? <laughs> but I didn't want to buy into whatever weird thing that you were doing. It was a masquerade party and it was amazing and you missed out. Snoozy McSnooze face. It's not missing out when you don't enjoy the activity. Sorry guys, I fell asleep. Mm, It's 7pm. I have a tendency to fall asleep. I was particularly... Anyway, I'm going to do a song before I dig myself. Oh, you dug it. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.